0: You're listening to Piggoted, the podcast that brings comedians and experts together. Subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now also available to watch on YouTube. For bonus episodes, early access, and a ton of other great features, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Piggoted. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Picketed Podcast. Joining me this week is comedian... <laughs> fucking hell! I fucked up inside three <laughs> seconds this time. That's a new record for me. Joining me is comedian Vince Atta. Hello. Hi. And also is comedian and philosopher Alex Farrow. What? Good afternoon. Comedian, philosopher and doctor?
1: Not doctor, no. No, no, not a doctor at all. Uh, no. <laughs> just, just damn him on your first bit there, just, just, man. Wow, Did you say me. that you were you a, a, a member? Of I've got, a, I've got this thing on my academic CV. It's called a fellowship, which sounds very good, but it's uh, Lord of the Rings. It's got that vibe, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's as real as the Fellowship of the Ring. It's um, what well they give to teachers if you do uh, like a year at Oxford, but it doesn't count in any other way in any other institution. So, what's it called? <laughs> I'm a. Fe- I have a fellowship from the Farmington Institute, based at Harris Manchester College, Oxford. Wow, you know, you know it's
0: clever, when I—I I don't think I could even say that. Oh,
1: <laughs> look, you can hear me struggling to get to the end of it.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing, as well. Here's the thing. Uh, we're not so different, you and I, Alex. Oh yeah. I also have have a fellowship. Oh yeah. I am yeah. I am a creative. I'm a current creative fellow uh, for the Manchester International Festival. That's amazing. That's thank great. You, thank you very much. Well, oh, great. you uh, so can so both fuck off. Where's your fellowship, Quid? <laughs> Fucking nowhere.
0: <laughs> the, f- the fellowship of the Quids. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just call over
2: here. Like, where's my precious? We'll Sell it away. We we'll both be celebrating. And go, sorry, Freddie.
0: This is the fellowship. because you, you can't get on. I've ne- I've never felt more intellectually inferior in my entire well, pissing life. I don't know, I, mean, I
2: don't know how you got yours. I basically kind of got mine. Just it's like a it's like a tenure more than anything, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the idea being like, basically, I kind of represent uh, Manchester International Festival. But I've decided I've already told them that I want it to be like um, I want it to be in perpetuity. So I want to like a CFIP. Yeah, underneath that okay. like a Creative Fellow in perpetuity. Uh but I've decided I mean they've not agreed, but it doesn't matter. So <laughs> still, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say it. They've been weirdly quiet <laughs> just, on their response. Well for me for me it was really good because it just meant like I could get myself into loads of meetings. They're basically the doors couldn't be closed to me that would normally be closed. Yeah. That's kind of what my that's what mine was. What, so, what, so,
1: you want to start putting some letters at the end of your name? Nobody will ever question you whatever letters you put after. C F I P. Yeah, do it, mate. I'm do it. No I'm, one will ever pull you up on it. Well, I
2: promise you. Oh, do you know what? I'm, it's happening tomorrow. <laughs> right, so what's so what, what's what's your what's the what's my letters? What's, what's the what's the f- 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 What
1: is it Sorry thumb it Oh my God, It's stop making me do it again. I'm getting into a hot sweat well, again to get it of, wrong. What is it? I'm going to get a professor somewhere come up to be like, you said it wrong. So <laughs> You'll never be allowed into the so city what again. Is it? What, does it, what does it do? What does it- Well, it doesn't do very Citadel. much other than sound very good. <laughs> so it's just a title. It's it's like a, a, well, what I did was I spent a year at Oxford uh, researching how to do philosophy in schools with kids. Cause it's oh, quite really? a hard thing to do. It was very nice, doesn't got paid to do it, which was, which is nice. Um, thank you, good people at the Farmington Institute. It was very kind of you. I was a teacher at the time, um, and so also my school at the time was very nice because they let me bunk off on Fridays to do it. Which well, is very bunk, nice. off, I have bunk off to read. Bunk off to read <laughs> and study. I but. have to say,
0: I so I'm an ex teacher myself. I <laughs> yeah, no, man. Yeah. Uh, and I um, saw uh, in, in the headlines recently that they were planning on introducing Latin into the school curriculum for some uh, high schools and I had a bit of a hissy fit at the mm. fucking sheer level of pointlessness uh, that is. But what are they offering as a as a, as, as a for? Well, what they're doing, you see, it's a very clever idea, this, is you know how the uh, current national curriculum is so tightly packed that having even a few days off can result in massive gaps of uh, learning? Uh, well, they've decided that given that everyone's had months off due to the pandemic to add more, more. things yeah, more.
1: to... Um, okay. Do you know what I think will solve structural inequality in the UK? Yeah. Learning the language of the greatest slave state ever known to man. Yeah. It's a bit of a slap in the face, isn't it? Really? That's not to say that Latin isn't useful, got space for it, I just don't think it's what we're missing yeah. right Can't now. Can't wait for
0: some little smacker drinking Lamborghini in the park going, <laughs> <laughs> In
1: Vino <laughs> <"In Zeno Venetis!"
0: laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, mate, it's just... It, it's, uh, do you know what it is? Is it's, it's somebody who's gone... Huh? These really, these really posh, successful people from private schools—they they learn Latin. Maybe it's Latin that makes people good. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. eh, maybe,
1: maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe we just gave morning tales to all the um, state school kids. Maybe they'd right. be fine.
0: I would, I would honestly, I would completely change the education system if I had a chance. I would completely change it so that you—you um, you couldn't just drop out at, at sixteen with nothing. It was either, like, I think that you should either go down an academic route or a vocational route or something similar to that. I think, like, the amount of people that drop out at 16, we literally fuck all, shows that whatever we're doing isn't working
1: at all. I think, supposedly, you're, you're not supposed to drop out at 16 anymore. It's like what my dad did. But uh, really? technically, yeah, it's supposed to be to 18. Right. Really? You've got to be in um, educational training until you're 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not true. That's No, No, I can't say it's enforced. Whereabouts
0: whereabouts are you from again?
1: Uh, No, I'm not from around here. No, (laughs) no, no. It's different where I come from. No, 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 no. Just keeping it real though. Uh, That is like the law. If you you're a seventeen year out there, seventeen year old there being like, Well, I'm be, not in school or training. You're illegal. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Pretty Patel's gonna come and take you to oh, a yeah, yeah. take you to a night you, class. <laughs> 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 oh, that would nice. be such a fucking... Imagine being rounded up at 17 and being forced oh, into a night class to learn French, be made to download Duolingo
2: for, on your for, phone. Not for Alex it'd be a joy. I keep saying i bunked off on Friday. Me, yeah, me, me bunking off philosophy. involves like a
1: very difficult <laughs> research project at an institution. Now,
0: you went to... Uh,
1: Oxford, yeah? Yep. And what is it that you studied at Oxford? Was it pure philosophy? You, uh, no, you can't do pure philosophy at Oxford. They're too snobby about it. It's not really? Hard. Yeah. Why, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't why can't they do it? Well, they, I mean, I suppose they could, but um, you have to mix it with something. So, like my, my I, yeah, I didn't realize I was going to have my, sort of my full academic um, credentials broken down. So, I did my undergrad um, in London, in King's College London, and then the rest of my qualifications from Oxford. The reason I went to London was you can't do pure philosophy at Oxford because for them I mean they're like you know it's a thousand year old institution philosophy's a bit new to them <laughs> they wow. all started off as religious colleges right and so uh, like right, KCL okay. UCL and stuff like that philosophy was associated with atheism and things like that really so, Oxford's got a bit of a snobbery that is really S- yeah, and it's
2: still there isn't it Oxford's oh, got, got a snobbery yeah, too yeah, you won't believe the <laughs> <Yeah>. new, <laughs>
1: new college is like 800 years old or something like that and Jeez, they've not dropped Jesus a new Christ <laughs> 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 uh, Holy shit. Newfangled. Newfangled. These newfangled colleges outside of the medieval city walls. So what sort of... What if there are barbarians? What what if the great heathen army comes again?
0: What if the northerners come down here and... Yeah, exactly. That's
1: what I'm on about. With their steak bakes and their meal deals. Them Scandinavians, man. The vowels. Corrupt the <laughs> fucking
0: youth with the ready meals. Um so what sort of When I came on this
1: podcast, I was like, I wonder what my persona is gonna be. I wonder how I'm gonna come across is that <laughs> it's posh twat. Right, cool. I got it, there we go. <laughs> it's not really particularly true of me, but uh I did say it's not really particularly true of me, which is probably giving me away, isn't it? But no, I think that's the bunking um, off on Friday. I well. somewhat <laughs> deny the hypothesis you've put forward about my class.
0: No, I think that um like I mean, the thing is, is like I'm I'm from a working class background. You're from a <laughs> uh, working class background as well. Did you mention? Yes. Yes. Probably. Yeah. Well, I am. Yeah. I, like, I don't begrudge anybody. Like, holy shit, if I had the fucking chance to go, to, like, really clever institute, I'd fucking do it in a heartbeat. Do you of know course, what I
2: mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. No, we're not. we are not we are not thinking like I'm. It's weird. Like, I only realized kind of on sort of, in the past few years. I kind of started holding. People uh, with posh accents in higher regard. Really, you know, I found myself doing no, it. I don't don't do that,
1: mate. Well, <laughs> I, I, I know,
2: I know, I know. Well, the life has started with that. But I just found myself. I don't know. He's like, oh well, he clearly knows something. He's you know, there, there, there. A tease. <laughs> and, and a few, well, gl- few
1: glottal stops. You know this.
0: What sort of, uh, what sort of philosophy are you um,
1: particularly interested in? Ah, loads of it. Uh, particularly interested in utilitarianism,
0: and that's what we're going to talk about today. Do you know what utilitarianism is? No, I don't, Vincent. No,
2: no. Uh, what is it? I need to. I need to say this, by the way, as well. Before we start. Um I every time I go on holiday for the past sort of few years, I take Think with me.
1: Yeah, by Blackburn. Yes,
2: right. I and I have never got past twenty pages in, and I, I mean to. I mean to, but I don't. I, I find my head just starts spinning outwards, and I kind of. Do you have the capacity for abstract thought? It's been known. Like, but kind of then I start reading it and I go, here's the thing, and here's the thing, and here's the thing, and I go, here's the thing, and they go, but what if none of that was I'm like, oh. But, it, but, it's, but just, it's
1: supposed to be read slow. You're doing it right. Okay, good. Like, you, so so I like remember, 20
2: pages over of four years. Yeah, at,
1: at like uni, that? all the other like, students laugh at the philosophy list until you read like, a paper that's one page long, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to have to read this 72 times to work out exactly like, the meaning of it. And so it, it's designed to be taken slowly. It's designed well, to. Well, that's, 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 that's good. Maybe, to know. maybe wrongly designed to be taken so slowly, but that's the thought of it. Well, I took. So, utilitarianism.
0: Um, utilitarianism. I uh, don't know what to So is. I took philosophy at uh, college, uh, where I gained the prestigious um, uh, qualification of a C. Um, and there's a very good that's reason for that. that. At college, I C decided. Very clever idea of this. I decided that um, some exams weren't worth going to, (laughs) Um, which, in retrospect, might have been a mistake. And I actually missed one exam uh, to watch Colombia versus Uruguay at the uh, World Cup, and it was a nil-nil draw. Um, Oh, God,
2: yeah, that was an awful game. Yeah, it was
0: awful. It was dreadful, and I watched it in a Yates' instead of doing my general studies exam. Uh, Anyway, I uh, got offered to do philosophy and uh, English uh, language at Lancaster, turned it down. Uh, and then I did philosophy and English language and linguistics at uh, the very very prestigious institution of the University of Central Lancashire yes uh, UCLA I, um, <laughs> yeah UCLA and uh, um, <laughs> that's well they did actually want to be called UCLA at the very oh, beginning a, a and class. the University of Central Los Angeles said we will sue you for everything that you have fucking got you little <laughs> Prestonian <laughs> ass <ass-wives."> is <isn't> Darwin <laughs> yeah um, so So I did it for, uh, I did philosophy at university for a little while and it drove me fucking insane because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I thought it was going to be a picking up of where we've already left off at uh, college when what actually happened was there was an awful lot of rehashing, there was an awful lot a focus on the ancients, um, you know, Plato. and so. The minute that we came in and they went, uh, well, well, we're going to be talking about Plato's cave. I was like, this is fucking shit. I made a huge mistake. because I'm not interested in Plato or Socrates or Aristotle or anything like that. It just, it bores me. The one thing I did get from those
2: first 20 pages of um, Think mm-hmm. was, uh, was it didn't, is it like one of them like, Plato or Socrates was invented by like as a character.
1: Well, yeah, there's this kind of risk that Socrates weren't real. Socrates, because in yeah, the so- Republic. Yeah, in the Republic, yeah, there's a risk well, that, that
2: in the beginning of this book, in the in the 20 pages of philosophy that I have read, oh. <laughs> over past four years, it did say that it was a character created by was it Plato? Yeah,
1: yeah. quite possibly. Yeah. Well, yeah. so
2: it was. It, well, he it kind of lent into the idea that it was a character created by Plato. And I was like, oh, so. Well, also like someone reading a script, and I was like,
0: "Oh, what the fuck is this? Didn't expect characters." So, (laughs) you know, Socrates is obviously Plato was a student of Socrates, and Aristotle was a student of Plato, I believe. And probably the most famous book written by Plato, "The Republic," centers around it. Centers around conversation between Socrates and Plato, and a few other fucking characters that come and go
1: with so it's basically wait. an early podcast <laughs> didn't catch on for a little while but
0: yeah every once in a while <laughs> at the end of every chapter Socrates goes why not sign up to our Patreon <laughs> <laughs> Patriots yeah Patriots <laughs> <laughs> well, that's jokes. On, um, <laughs> um, so yeah I mean I can see that anyway utilitarianism you don't know what it is I think it's that's not a word for working class people is this, there's no glottal stops in that stuff. Like alienism. I'm going to, um I'm going to uh, hazard Don't. a guess at my definition for what it is which is a um a moral coder whereby actions should be um uh appropriated based on what does the greatest number of good for the greatest number of people.
1: The greatest happiness for the greatest number. Yeah.
0: Pretty much smashed that, and I? Yeah. So, right, so,
2: all right, so like, I guess as an example would be like, um, if you, all right, so um, in, in Game of Thrones.
1: Very <laughs> <laughs> basic start, yes! why not? Why not? <laughs>
2: in, Game of Thrones, in Game of Thrones, there's the Red Wedding. There's the Red Wedding. I don't, I don't was the basis, episode, the Reigns of Castamere, the idea being like the Starks, one of the big family, they're all invited to a wedding. Okay, they're all invited to a wedding and they all get murdered. Most of them just get murdered at this wedding. It's called the Red Wedding. Okay. It's one of the most brutal scenes of it. But then afterwards, they spoke to the um, Ty, Ty, another character, Tywin Lannister, Charles Dance. He, kind of, he was the one that put it together. He was the one that put this whole thing together. And he was like, how could you do that? You murdered and He went, listen, this war would have lasted for a generation. I killed 10 people there. What's, what is it, 10 people or
0: 100,000? Yes! you? T- is that close to? It's far. So, yeah. wow yeah that's pretty that's that's pretty red on i mean when you said so in game of thrones mm-hmm. my expectation for the analogy was a fucking rock bottom level <laughs> i didn't know what was gonna happen i thought I'm you were an- gonna an- go
2: analogizer
0: mate
2: i thought you were gonna be like
0: so she really likes these dragons but which ones you're going to choose but yeah that's that's pretty much bang on
2: that's what, i mean, that's that's the first thing that came to it then i thought but i mean but even then Like, if you'd have have seen The Reigns of Castamere, you wouldn't agree with utilitarianism because it's one of the most fucking brutal, evil things I've ever seen on TV. But I also understood entirely what he meant. But the thing is, he didn't do it for utilitarian reasons. It wasn't for the sake of his troops. It was for the sake of. He did it to win that war because he's a a warmonger. um, So I guess maybe is that the debate? One of the
1: risks of utilitarianism is it can uh, be used to justify great evil under the pretense of good. Yeah. Really? In what way? Well, so I mean, we've heard it, right? So uh, we sh- you should do the greatest happiness for the greatest number. It sounds like, almost like maths. It's like, well, of course, that's what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. Except it tramples over universe- yeah, it tramples over individual rights. And so um, is it right that one man should die to save the lives of many? You might be like, well, maybe. A bit cold, a bit heartless, but maybe it's the right thing to do. But who gets to decide that?
0: Yeah, so if you had, like, uh, one healthy man... And five uh, people, all with um, needing organ transplants. Like if there was a, a classic, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. there was somebody who needed like a, a liver, and somebody who needed like a fucking heart, and somebody who needed a brain. This is going wizard it's of just, oz. Yeah. I just, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, there's a scarecrow. <laughs> there's a tin man. It's a weird hospital. land um, up on a sick bench. But surely, <laughs> surely, what happens is utilitarianism would say, well, the right action would be to kill the healthy man and to harvest his organs and to give them to those five people who will live because it's, it's what is the happiness of one person compared with the happiness of five? What if it's five cunts? <laughs> well, there is this. What, what if it? What if it's five? Was that book Dickens? four of Plato? I can't yep. remember.
1: On cunts, I believe was his
0: uh... <laughs> five cunts. Imagine if, if like a Nietzsche released that God is dead, and in my next book on five cunts, just fuck everyone. Um, yeah, but um, I think that utilitarianism is one of those things where. It sounds like a really nice little package. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course you want to do the greatest number of good for the greatest number of people. Of course you want to. That's that. You know that seems to go without saying. But when you actually drill down into it, it's just a messy, uh, disorganised kind of not quantifiable piece of shit. Because, <laughs> like. So, for example, how do you quantify what the greatest number of good means? What? How, how do you possibly put a number ben, on...
1: Bentham tried. Yeah, is, he it, tried it, is it, it some it's... sort of equation or something? Like? Yeah, big old equation. Yeah, it gets into the maths quite quickly. Let's
0: get into some maths with Jeremy Bentham.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, so why I sort of want to talk about utilitarianism, and why I think it's really important, is that I think the more you read the, the news, particularly in 2020, 2021, you realize that utilitarianism is the primary moral compass of governments.
0: Everyone get a vaccine. Well, yes. and it's yeah, t- we okay. had to suddenly okay. think
1: like utilitarians as like normal members of the public. And we realize, you know, if you don't take a vaccine, if you do wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask. We're suddenly having to think in terms of like, oh, but like my action will have effects on many other people. It's in contemporary debate about society. Do we let some people die for other people's freedom? We as a population have been, suddenly have to think like philosophy classes and people aren't ready for it because we've not looked at it. you're absolutely right. People, you'll, you'll see the level of debate down the pub or like on the message boards. It's like, oh, well, we can't do this. Somebody will die. And it's like, yeah, everything that you do means that somebody, someone will die. At yes. least through acts of omission.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's been one of my really... I'm a
1: comedian when I don't do this. <laughs> that's, no,
0: well, it's, it's, been one of my, it's been one of my absolute... I love it. It's been one of my bugbears of the whole pandemic is that there's been a trade-off painted where it's been, listen, either you lock down and lives will be saved or you do not and lives will be lost. And it's like... No, because whatever happens, lives are going to be. If you lock down, people's lives will be lost due to you know missed appointments, due to uh, you know. I mean, the the well known established rate of economic depressions and suicides alone will kill more people than what COVID has done. Uh, so it, it, it it's really messy to sort of you know compare one with the other compare one option with another it's really interesting that you're saying that the are they're asking
2: people to kind of take a philosoph- philosophical stance every day and being people don't know that they're doing it obviously people don't realize that they're doing it but they kind of it's, the, the hand is being forced uh, it, mm-hmm. whichever way whichever way i think you lean to on this one your hand is forced your hand is definitely forced kind of one way or the other like if you pro, you know, if you like, look, get the vaccine get it in me, you know. If you do that, you're like, I'm doing it for the greater good, and I'm, I'm kind of doing it to protect myself, uh, but I'm kind of doing it more for the greater good because then I might not give it someone else because I've got, I might have a bit less COVID in me. It's, it just feels so, it feels so floppy. But enough about
0: the
1: argument. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear <it>. but,
0: <laughs> but the thing is, as well, is in order for you to make your own personal decision based on a utilitarianism uh, approach, or based on any approach for that matter, you have to believe that what you are being told is true. So you have to believe that this vaccine will do what it's told, that it will save people, it will, um, you know, save lives and everything. And because of the way that the government has acted, um, you know, people have very little trust in what they're being told, and so it makes it even harder for you to quantify and, and sort of work out. Okay, well, I should get this because it will save these people. Because if you don't believe that they'll, you know, that there's a difference, or if you believe that the effects of COVID are greatly ex- exaggerated, or whatever it is that you happen to believe, that will naturally. Feed into the formula that creates your moral principle, and you know affect it. It
2: it can't help, but I feel like it can't help. It just every way, it just takes it right back, takes it sort of back to the basics. Like every, every single time with it, like um, you know, like if you do, um, I'm trying to say it's almost like a, you're damned if you do, and also and you're damned if you don't, um, for, like. So oh, let's take me for example. Let's take let's take me. Okay, now I have got kind of um, I got a heart condition. Uh, I will not be taking this vaccine for a while, a good while, until I feel a lot more secure within it. Because I believe it was pushed out quick. I mean, as I've sort of mentioned before, like you know, normally there are kind of like they have like test groups uh, in like like ap- poverty-stricken Africans, and they've not had the chance to do that this time. They, they didn't. Normally that happens under the radar for about a year and then it's out. But no, they didn't have a chance to do that. So the vaccine just came straight out. And because. Came,
1: came straight through me. I was in the trial. Were you? Out of Oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. man. Well, it's kind of like a. He seems okay. I had it, I had it up the nose. That was, that was wild. You had the vaccine up the nose? The vaccine up the nose. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I went in, they give you this card, no word of a lie, a card with your vaccine number on it, <laughs> w- walked into this office, credit card. I was like, uh, I think I'm here for my line of AstraZeneca. <laughs> No, they squirt <laughs> it up there with, like, a water pistol. Jesus. But they do have a sense of humour. But um, wow. that's, that's
2: crazy. Well, that's... Okay, well, you were one of the few, like, test subjects. Normally, there's a much yeah, much yeah, bigger yeah, field, yeah. and it happens with people deemed to be less important. Uh, whereas, no, that hasn't happened this time, so I feel like it happened... It all, it's all come out... Somewhere. For me, for somebody who a
0: blood clot would just fucking end, I do not want to do this. Can I tell you what happened when I got mine? I've only had oh, yeah. one jab, but I've had COVID as well, and I've been led to believe that coronavirus uh, plus one jab is like a higher level of immunity than two jabs and no uh, vaccine. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty well immune at this moment, right? So I'll tell you How what happened. happened.
2: How, what is this from? Is that, so uh, is
0: that... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what happened, Okay, right? So I, I went in and I am somebody, by the way, who is absolutely fine with needles. I'm covered in tattoos. I d- don't have a problem with any of this, right? So I go in and they say, okay, if you're for your first or you second. And I say my first. And they give you that little card and you fill it out like a little fucking thing. And then you queue up and then you go into this, you know, room where a nurse is sat. And she sits down and she goes, right, okay, is this your first one? And you go, yeah. And they go, All right, okay, I've got some questions to ask you. Right. Uh, have you ever been pregnant? Uh, and I'm like, no. <laughs> and then uh, no. And they go, have you, uh, you know, ever fucking had a blood clot? And I go, no. And they go, are you allergic to uh, Dexor, faxa waxer Klaxoclilin? <laughs> and in my head, I'm going, I don't know what that is. But well, I'm like, I just figure that if I was allergic, that I'd know about it. So I was like, nah. And she's like, are you allergic to Faxa, Waxy, Laxoclon? And I was like, nah. Was like, are you allergic to <laughs> uh, Fidabada, f- f- bada-, 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 bada, No, like that. And she goes, right, okay, cool. And she goes... Be- de- be- de- 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a classic Norwegian substance, that. She was, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's actually uh, named by a sim. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So anyway, she um, uh, she injects me and then she goes, right, okay, uh, what I want you to do is uh, go over there for, uh, wait over there 15 minutes in this room. Uh, and I go, okay, cool, why? And she goes, oh, because uh, some people... If they are allergic, then they get anaphylactic shock. And obviously we need you to be around when you get (laughs) anaphylactic shock so you don't die. And I go, okay. But in my head, I'm thinking I should probably tell her that I was not even listening when she when she was list- when she was listing out what, what I was learning. I was not even I was gone. So I'm sat down like this, and I and I'm like I should have probably mentioned this. I was like, this is going to be a really interesting ten minutes, and so I'm I'm like this, and it was the time when you still had to wear your masks. Ah, yeah, 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 And so I'm like this, and I'm I'm waiting, and it's because it's one of those things that the minute that somebody says we're just gonna see if you have anaphylactic shock you start going (laughs) like you start in your in your throat every little bit of dryness (laughs) or anything like that you feel yeah exactly you you, you, you've and so I'm sat there like this and I can feel my throat like this and I'm like it's clearly in my fucking head stop being a pussy come on let's get on this and I'm like this, and I can feel it, and I'm like, oh dear God. And so I get my phone out, right? And I'm like, well, what I'm going to do is distract myself from being
1: on my phone, uh, like by being on my phone. I thought you were going to look up Dexo, Mexo. No, 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 Frasso, no. Heaven no. forbid. <laughs>
0: so I'm there, and I'm looking at Twitter, and I'm looking at fucking football transfer news or whatever, and I could see my field of vision just starting to go a little bit. And I'm like, oh, don't fucking faint. (laughs) Don't (laughs) faint. Don't do it. And so I go, well, what I'm going to do is I am going to ask for a glass of water because I'm going to get a glass of water and then that way I'm going to sip the water and that's going to prove that my throat's fine and that's going to sort my stupid fucking head out, right? So I go to stand up to ask for a glass of water and my field of vision goes from being about 80% to about 20%, it just goes, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to faint in front of mm-hmm. So I go to this woman and I go, could I get a glass of water? And she looked at me and she went, yep, yeah, sure. And she potted into the back to get a glass of water. And I followed her into the back, right? And then she went into the back, into like the staff room, poured out a glass of water, turned around, saw me, and she went, oh, sorry, you're not meant to be in the back. And I went, oh, and I went to turn and I just it went right and I just I, I steady myself against the wall like, oh fuck, you know. <laughs> And she went, just lie down for me. And I went, mm-hmm. no, I'm fine. she went, just lie down for me. <laughs> and so I led down in a corridor right next to the staff room like this. And I had this glass of water and she went, I'm just going to get a doctor like this. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> was she
2: as sinister as you're making yeah, out? Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so i'm, I'm so such I'm
1: a ch- micro difference in tone between sexy and sinister, isn't <laughs> there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just lie down. For me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All
0: right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm led down about this and a doctor comes over, checks my pulse and he's like, hey, are you all right? How are you feeling? I was like, look, I'm really I just felt a bit faint I saw so, do you know what I mean? It's like, all right, okay, cool. And he starts talking to me for a couple of minutes and I'm like, I don't, I don't need a fucking doctor. And so I went, listen, mate, I said, I appreciate you talking to me and everything like that, but you know, you're a doctor, you're a very busy person. You know, I'd I'd just stay here for five minutes, I'll be fine, honestly. And he went, Yep, thanks. <laughs> and then just le- Like he was oh, waiting for me, he was like, Yep, nice one. And so he and so Fucking he left. Hell. And so I'm sort of like I got up for a minute and I felt a bit dizzy again. And I led back down, but I'm led in a corridor next to a staff room and people like at one point this woman stepped over me like and I was like I'm being such an imposition here and so at my first possible opportunity I downed this water and I I stood up like this and I still felt a little bit groggy but I was like I've got to fucking get out of here uh and so I found this you know somebody who worked there I handed the glass thanked them for the water and they went oh we've just got to get the doctor to check you over before it goes oh Jesus Christ and so I went into the doctor's room and they went doctor The man who nearly fainted wants to go. The doctor didn't even look up. He went, yeah, no worries, (laughs) like that. And I just had to leave. But I felt like such a little pussy. I felt awful. You've had such a
1: male response to a medical situation. (laughs) You think? Yeah, like if you've just had like a drug put in your body, you've like collapsed to the ground about it. Oh, predominant. It would be the same for me as well, mate. My predominant thing would be like, oh, I hope this isn't embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really uh, don't wanna look I don't wanna look wow. bad. Whereas what we should be doing is like, oh I should just like let the doctor help, stay oh, along for a little no, bit. No, I, no, my no. response would have been exactly the same. It's like, I'm gonna style this out. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go down slowly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna like you try did. and look upright. How
0: <laughs> much of my throat throat would have had to close up
1: before I before
0: I, <laughs> that's wow, like yeah, the fact yeah, the fact
2: the fact that you couldn't get out quick enough, that you wanted to get out, and even, like, and even then you decide that was the, thing. the fact that you did, and you thought, "No, do you know what? I guess I should." They were like, "No, do you know what? Please go and check." And the guy was like, "Yes, you can fuck off." Yeah, that's that's incredible. That is fucking
0: but, negligence of the highest order. But the thing is, though, the thing is, is um, so I, I read about this. Um, uh, online afterwards because I was really interested in what happened to me. Like I, because I, I'm not afraid of needles. I have no phobia of them or anything like that. Like why, I say, why would you I'm off? covered. I'm covered in tattoos and shit, so it's not like um, I, I, I have that yeah. worry about it. Apparently, there is a well documented phenomena that if you have uh, a surge of adrenaline just before or just after. Um, a, a, vac- a, a an injection or a vaccine it, that in itself is enough to make people faint temporarily right um, so the fact that she was like okay well we're just going to te- test you for anaphylactic shock that was enough to right. trigger whatever weird response like mm. th- you know that there is Anyway, utilitarianism. <laughs> yeah, this podcast, like I mentioned to Vince before, it's as much about the journey as the destination. Oh, of course, man. Are no, you are you into utilitarianism as a, a principle and a set and a, a way of living your life? Do you no, think it's not helpful? not
1: necessarily? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. But I think you know, you've done a you've done philosophy yourself. It's like all these different philosophical theories are taught as like complete rivals if you ever meet anybody who's like a, pure, <laughs> if you ever meet anybody who is a pure utilitarian, like, I'd be, I'd be kind of worried about that man. Yeah, yeah. Or that woman, like. Dictator. If, it's a number Yeah, stone. yeah, You yeah. said that man and then you could change and, yeah, and that woman. Yeah, yeah. But it or, would, or indeed uh, anybody but, who doesn't identify as a gender. But it would, <laughs> it would long,
0: certainly be a bloke. It would. It, it's a, yeah. It's yeah, such yeah. a bloke thing to be like, no, no, that helps the most people. You can all fuck off. Do you know what I mean? I think that, uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it feels like a philosophy that kind of gets rid of feelings almost and just kind of goes, well, that does the most good, we'll
1: do that. Well, it sort of puts feelings right at the centre of it, but says, right, that's where we need to get to. Everybody needs to be feeling good. Let's not feel anything <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> up until that point. Where it's does, about cold reason.
2: Where does Thanos' snap fall on the scale of utilitarianism?
1: Ah, this is a level of knowledge about Game of Thrones. Where no, this isn't is. Oh, Thanos is, um, Thanos is Marvel, Marvel Universe. The, Marvel the, universe.
2: The, the basic premise is: he snaps his fingers, uh, half the universe just dies because of over, because of overpopulation. Got it. Got okay. that, it. And that's it. And that's his, that's his only. That's his only. That's his only. That's it, after as soon as he did it, he just went off and died. Went off and retired
1: until he died. That's known that's, as. Derek Parfit's repugnant conclusion in academic philosophy. Okay. This idea that it is not necessarily morally evil for a destruction of large numbers of uh, sentient beings.
0: His name is Derek Derek. Parfit. Yeah, it's less good than
1: Thanos. Derek (laughs) Parfit. Derek walks on. Imagine if you got mass
0: genocide committed by Derek (laughs) Parfit. No. No, Derek Parfit. Your name is... Like, the biggest crime that a Derek Parfit has ever committed is, like, you know, maybe encroaching on his neighbour's land by three quarters of an inch, (laughs) an overgrown hedge or something like that. Um, So, he says it's not necessarily wrong
1: to wipe out. So, the repugnant conclusion is this idea that, like, if we want to... that, like, ethics gets really complicated... It's a podcast. So I can't refer to what's just happened visually. But oh, it gets recorded <laughs> as, <laughs> well. It as well. It as well. It gets recorded. I accidentally, <laughs> I
0: accidentally activated the recliner and <laughs> just myself a little bit.
1: Buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone sees that. Yet. Go on. Is that uh, population ethics gets weird. And so if you want to maximise like, utility, one way to maximise utility, you kind of hear this in sort of um, arguments for and against vegetarianism, right? And so some people, some meat eaters would say, well, it's right to eat meat because it's better that animals' lives exist, even if they're short and nasty, because it's better to exist. Better to have one billion chickens living, just lives worth living, than it is to have a couple of free-range hens walking about I mean, that are really happy.
0: I mean, I am a meat-eater myself, and even I think that is a fucking stretch. Even I think <laughs> that's a stretch. Because, right, if, if, if you were to take that conclusion to a human level, Yeah, let's say that there was a woman who was heavily pregnant Mm -hmm. with a baby that had, like, uh, one-in-a-million syndrome or whatever, and the doctors were like, hey, listen, uh, you are going to... Like, we can give birth to this baby, but it's going to live for an hour, and then it is going to die in excruciating pain. Or, option two, uh, we can just abort it now. Uh, You'd have to have a psychopath of a mother... In fact, I would argue that no mother would go, well, one hour's better than
1: nothing. So what's difficult about things like the repugnant conclusion is that if you look at, like, sentient creatures in nature, if you're referring to, like, animals, like... The, what's that um, Mitch Hedberg joke? Like, if you fell into the sea, all you would hear if you spoke fish was screaming. They're getting they're getting eaten like all the time, man. The lives of fish are, are like horrible, right? Yeah. And so like if you had that Thanos' click, like is it the moral thing to do to end the lives of most creatures on Earth because their lives aren't worth living?
0: Hmm No. <laughs> oh, well, what, but is on.
1: that is that consistent with your previous statement that it'd be right to abort the, the life of the child? It's the one in the million syndrome.
2: I guess it's who decides that, isn't it? I mean, who gets who gets to? I mean, who gets to kind of make
1: that decision? Sort of uh, Derek s- and/or the government. Derek, <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> yeah, but I like the way. That sounds t-
0: like the coolest band from the eighties. Derek I like and the, way or the, the government. <laughs> I like the way they
2: prefaced it with like repugnant as well. Like that there's no. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Repugnant findings. <laughs> Derek was definitely <laughs> a good word, isn't it? Derek. The, it's great. Derek,
1: if you want to get refunds, it's like, this is repugnant. It's like, oh, I don't know what that means, but I think we need to give him a refund.
0: Derek was definitely thinking about the potential of having himself cancelled. And so he was like, I better call this the repugnant.
2: No, I don't think so. I reckon the findies <laughs> so, This is fucking repugnant. There's a dude. He's got he, to
0: kill everyone. There's a dude who's one of my favorite, um, like, well, I say one of my favorite philosophers. I don't really like him. I just think he's funny. Um, Bishop Berkeley. Yeah, who yeah, indeed uh, um his, his basically, George to his friends yeah uh, old Georgie Boy so his his basic thing was that things exist because we perceive them uh I, again this is coming back ages um and if you were to stop perceiving something then said thing would cease to exist and he um, you know sort of threw that out there and someone went um what about God? Uh, and he went oh fuck I'm a bishop shit and then he uh he he slightly reworded it to be like no no god's different uh, god actually perceives all things and that's why all things exist i'm going to be quiet now and it was like sweet that's not really what happened is it you're dying to tell me otherwise no no oh.
1: no no it's close enough it's close <laughs> enough, it's close enough.
0: <laughs> i just thought it was so funny how he, he was like that's a great theory and then people's like you are you are aware of uh, the consequences oh shit so, what, so the, I mean so the basic thing man is just if you
2: if you can't see something, it's not there.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you've got it, like, basically. It's basically yeah, yeah. Like, like that. Yeah, every, <laughs> yeah. the whole world now is gone. So do it again. Like the ravenous bug-blatter beast from the Douglas Adams venue. Yeah, so if you just do it again, cover your eyes, and we've all ceased to exist. Oh, man, okay. Well, just- we <laughs> haven't really because everything's perceived by God. How am I going to get home? <laughs> oh, <okay>. um, God. <laughs> Right. Imagine imagine <laughs> if, like, uh, you know, debt charities use that as a way of getting out of debt. You know, like, like, listen, okay, so you have an IVA, you uh, have bankruptcy, <laughs> or, or, there you go, everyone's I'll home, gone.
2: I'll be honest, like, there's a few debt collectors I have run a full <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> But, um, so, all right, so, I guess with this, it's
0: like, um... I don't know that kind of Here's a thing that I wanted to very quickly uh talk yeah, about. Please do. So <laughs> you um, so you mentioned um that like especially utilitarianism during COVID. Um has COVID at any point for you uh made you question your moral code of ethics and made you question what you previously thought was a fairly tight way that you view the world. I'll give you an example, right? So I, myself, am various shades of libertarian, which is why I have an issue... With utilitarianism because it kind of uh, goes against <laughs> what I think people should be allowed to do or whatever. So, and you know, various shades of left wing, you know, uh, libertarian, but for me, I'm constantly thinking about, you know, issues like the environment and stuff like that and markets and things whereby, you know, my idea of libertarianism doesn't really work. And so, you know, I'm constantly questioning what the line is. Um, but, During COVID, there were times when libertarian... Particularly at the beginning of COVID, there were times where I was like, oh my fucking God, what... Because for me personally, sort of my belief structure was always based around the idea that if you leave human beings alone, by and large, they sort of know what's best for themselves and they don't need to be forced to do it. And I think that COVID has taught me... On several occasions, that that is not the case, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, it, it's strange because I'm not sure why. Because we've, we, I've constantly seen people acting against their best interests yeah. on on such a regular basis that I've lost count. Let, but I like how? Like okay, um, so for example, uh, when it was. Um, uh, early sorry, late March time early April time when we didn't know what this virus was yeah. when it was uh, you know stay at home let's all stay at home and socially distance <laughs> didn't, didn't and people were like or <laughs> or hear me out I could go cycling <laughs> and it's like what um, but but it, cut Brighton Beach but, yeah well well this is it so oh, It would it it, it makes sense that at the very beginning, when we didn't know what it was, we'll all stop home, we'll all stay away from each other, and we'll all just work out what this is. And people were like, no! And I can't work out whether or not, for me, that is because um, my belief system is inherently wrong and people are thick as fuck and they don't know what their own best interests are, or whether or not it is because the media has manipulated people to such an extent and mistrust is so high that people can't act within their own self-interest because they do not know what their own self-interest is. Mm. So I'm kind of like, that's the space that I'm at. So I was wondering whether or not at any point during uh, during COVID, you looked at utilitarianism and you were like, this this is a crock of shit, this can't, <laughs> this can't
1: work. I mean, it reminds me why it's sometimes... Uh, taught as a, uh, it needs to be a private morality, some people say, because it doesn't work. Uh, it's anti democratic, some people say, because it's, um, people aren't very good with it. People are very, very, very bad at weighing up probabilities and judgments. And what was so weak about the UK response to COVID was, you know, I, it's better comedians than me have done impressions of this when it was like, stay at home, but go to work, unless. Going to work is bad. We had to yes. make these calculations all the time where we yes. had to weigh up a risk for a disease that was novel to us, that the man behind the microphone didn't understand himself. Yeah. And we were asking people to make decisions that would just too difficult. Right and good people could not make mm. those decisions. Yeah. Um, they needed more guidance, and they did not get that guidance, and people died because of it. It's not good. It's not nice. And it was bad, man. It was really, really, really bad. Yeah. That's one of the weaknesses of... You know like everybody's got the libertarian aspects in them right in the sense you know like freedom is a good freedom is really really important but we need guidance as well man
0: do you know what i thought was interesting is like because we went back to how do you like how do you properly quantify the the level of goodness or the level of happiness yeah. right so there are some people who are clinically very vulnerable uh due to disabilities or com- comorbidities or however you want to call it who, for them, catching COVID is a death sentence. It'll absolutely fuck them, right? Yeah. So should a million people stay inside uh, and and curtail their enjoyment to save one person like that? Is this the opposite of utilitarianism, isn't it? Or is it? Well, is oh. it, it, I a, I the,
1: the key thing is it's a utilitarian question. Right, okay. It's a utilitarian question to be like, how much suffering of many justifies this one death. Right, yeah. And what was, sh- I think, shocking to people is that, like, this is the way that a hospital is run every day. Yeah. Like you, there is somebody somewhere who chooses via budgets who lives and who dies. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's, it's shocking to people. It's shocking that, like, somebody somewhere with a budget and a purse string chooses whether you do 100 hip operations one year or whether you go for that extra cancer drug for that one kid. Like, and it's, I could never do it. Like, mm. I don't... Like, the level of, like, strength of, like, will to think, yeah, I'm going to make that decision. It's more comic.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when you go back to the whole, like, one person uh, could die, one million people have to stay at home. Your first reaction is, well, okay, listen, you staying at home is an inconvenience. Uh, and it's, you know, it might impact your mental health, but generally speaking, it's just going to put you in a bit of a bad mood for a while. This one person dying... Where they will be dead. So how about you all just fucking suck it up for a little bit? And it's like, okay, but there are so many variables at play. Mm. How long do we all stay inside? A week, a month, a year? And then you have to think about, well, everyone's staying inside. That's not just impacting on them. That will impact on the hospitality industry, for example, in ways that will put millions of people out of work. Mm-hmm. And you, you you can't you can't possibly say that having millions of people out of work and uh, you know financially you know bankrupt and bereft and all of the things and the issues that go along with that you can't possibly say that that justifies the life of one person you you, you can't it isn't
2: well strictly speaking it isn't just one person though, is it I mean it's kind of it's people it's it is the vulnerable and oh there, totally there, there, and there are just kind of there are sort of quite a lot of them but I I, I get what you, I get what you're saying. I get is that like are you gonna ask a million people? Well that's the thing is kinda like but then you get like say people kind of I think peop I think people who are medically vulnerable do have the right to speak out and say no, you should all stay in. You should all do that. Also I think that kind of the other people have got the right to say, no, should we though, all of us?
0: Yeah, Which, I you know, mean, I mean, I was of... just sort of saying one versus a million, so yeah. that you get a really clear yeah. discrepancy over over one. But in actuality, there's millions of vulnerable people, and there's millions, of, so, so it's more complicated. Totally, and I totally, and you know what? As well, is I think whatever side of the fence you sit on is depending on your personal, um, uh, you, you know what 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 your life is like. So for example, if you uh worked in uh, if you owned a restaurant and you know you had kids to feed or whatever, then you'd be pretty fucking, you know, you you'd be like, well hang about, even from a utilitarian approach, this is affecting me so much. Whereas if you were somebody who, I don't know, had a job that was unaffected by lockdowns, let's say you were an accountant, but your mum and dad we're both extremely clinically vulnerable, you'd be like, well, hang the fuck about. I might lose my mum and dad. So I always think that with utilitarianism, it's so hard to have a viewpoint that is completely untainted by either side.
1: Oh, yeah, completely. And, and the other like issue this really ties into, particularly in a global sense, is that it's about democracy. Like We forget how, that we are in a democracy sometimes, and we have to, like as a collective, decide what freedoms we're going to protect, what freedoms we're going to let slide. And that's both the beauty and the curse of where we live. And there's a great, like, experiment going on globally now where those states that weren't particularly democratic, People's Republic of China, seem to have done much, much better on this issue. They protected more lives of their people. You might say, well, that comes at a great cost. I worry. I worry about... um, the global march of democracy i thought it was an important thing when i was growing up like people wrote books about the end of history which was supposed to be about the triumph of democracy it was it was done but um one of the worries is that like i don't know like there's a lot of morons about Freddie. <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean there's a lot of morons about i was t- i was teaching a class and uh, bless him this is actually a clever kid He he really worked it out in the end but like i was doing a lesson on democracy and I was like, class, democracy is incredible. I was like, democracy is over 2,400 years old. And this kid, he stuck his hand and he went, "Uh, sir, that's not right. I was like, oh, amazing. Maybe this kid's done some extra homework. Maybe he knows ancient Greek democracy. It didn't include women. So it can't be real democracy. I was like, brilliant. What
0: were you teaching for this to?
1: I was teaching this in the down school. I shouldn't mention that. Oh, never mind. Anyway, doesn't matter. The what? Uh, A school in the south of England. I shouldn't mention the school in the podcast, just in case.
2: Okay. So what, go on.
1: It's, not, it's just an ordinary secondary school ordinary secondary school and I'm teaching about um, despite its name despite its name yeah it's despite its name so I live in an area of the country called the Downs not to be confused with Down House where okay queen, well, queen is about to go. I had been confused with Down Syndrome I was not teaching do you know what do you know what Freddie it's very good you picked me up on now that listen oh, to this, this anecdote. Against... this anecdote could not withstand people being like why is Farrow hating on people with Down Syndrome it's not that at all this kid and I also oh, want to point out this kid was actually quite sharp he was having an off day at the end of this anecdote. I he was
0: having a real it was off day. <laughs> <laughs> when it was the Down School, no, I was like, no, how, like, how insensitive is that to call it the Down School? And I knew that it wasn't. Just... <laughs> I that it wasn't. Dick as pig but,
1: shit. Uh, it's just Go on, inter- interesting that school is in a place called Compton. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it's the most it's Compton rural. The Oldham. It's
2: Compton in Oldham. Is, really? yeah. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh,
1: is no, it? Yeah. Really? Oh, no, it's a Crompton.
2: But there is a, <laughs> you know, no, but there is a Compton. There's like a Compton in, is it a nice, in the south somewhere. Is it
0: a nice area or a bad area?
2: Uh, Crompton is like all of Oldham is a piece of shit. Because I but, always um, think
0: it's funny, like, you know, in, in Liverpool, there's an area of Liverpool called Kensington. Yes. And the Kensington <laughs> that we all know is like, well, ooh, la-dee-da. Yeah. Whereas the Kensington in Kenny, Liverpool Kenny. is like, holy fucking yeah, shit. I did, a, I did a gig in Kenny one time.
2: Did you? it was there, uh, the old... Laughter House one. It was in a like a massive like a bingo hall or something. Wow. Oh no, like a, like an old no. What it was? It probably was, it was like the it, it was a comedy club that had been converted. Uh, it was one of those massive fucking dome type arenas that just appear in yeah. the middle of the states. Mate, <laughs> it was one of them, and it were like it used to be. Basically, it used to be like just the where everyone just went to cop off. Yeah, and now they they to go to a comedy night. Oh Lord, of and love. I did I did a weekend at Christmas there. Oh, oh no. no, no, no. It, was, oh, no, it was so rough, man. It was so rough. Do, but do yeah.
0: you know I've been uh, I I I've been driving Liverpool acts um, like you know doing car shows and stuff, and on more than one occasion I've stopped off for a cash point, uh, not realised I was in Kensington. <laughs> and they've said. No, no, <laughs> you need to keep going. Like, I, drive, I, drive, drive, drive. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, what happened with this kid? What happened with this uh, kid? I don't know whether
1: I want to finish the story now. He but was having like, an off day. He was having an off day. To point out, this guy got an A All in the considered. end. He was just having an off day. You feel really bad, for, feel bad for this thick, kid? Don't you? Man, I feel bad for this kid. It's anyway, funny because, like,
0: because, because you're... Because um, obviously we've taught in different schools, yeah. right? And your definition of a thick kid... Uh, is, like, one-off day for an A-star pupil, and my definition of a thick kid is, uh, you know, can barely say their own
1: name. Like, We all fall into it, man. I I remember when my history teacher showed me the Roman Road near our house, and he was talking about... Romans and all that sort of stuff. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, it is an advanced civilization. Look at the tarmacking on this. Incredible. <laughs> Those Romans, unbelievable. Do you
0: know, I taught, uh, so I used to teach, I used to teach English, right?
1: Road signs. Yeah, and, it was like incredible. I mean, it's lights, traffic lights and everything. Look at the strawberry. Look at
0: that. M6. How did they know? How did they know? How much is that in old money? Uh, smart
1: motorways. It originally uh, been 5i. <laughs> B-i. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so I taught, I taught I taught English right, and um, uh, what you do is if you were teaching, typically like year seven and year eight, where it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, what you do is if you were teaching Shakespeare, uh, rather than just launch into the fucking Tempest or whatever, you do a week about Shakespeare's life. And so you go, hey, look, this is the time that Shakespeare lived in. Uh, look, that's the Globe Theatre, isn't that cool? And so you might do a lesson on the Globe Theatre, you might do a lesson on facts about Shakespeare. <laughs> this is going to be and, yeah, the idea is is because if kids can write about um, you know the Tempest or Romeo and Juliet and they can feed it into um, uh, William Shakespeare's life or what was going on at the time, and that's called social and historical context, and it's like a big fucking ticker Uh So you know you, uh, you 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 know you tell them about William Shakespeare and stuff. We did about a week on it, and then we started talking about the Tempest. Very fucking boring. I hate the Tempest, um, and we're doing it. And we're about two weeks in and a kid puts his hand up. And this is a kid who never fucking talks or whatever or gets involved. Puts his hand up. So the minute he put his hand up, I was like, yes. Uh, and he goes, sir? And I go, yeah. And he goes, was Shakespeare real? And I went, yeah. And he went, oh. And then that was that. That was that. So he, thought, just, he thought for a week. Just listen to this uh, one. Sir,
1: was Einstein real? Yeah, yeah, Einstein was real. Why do you call him a theoretical physicist? <laughs> <laughs> it's either there's the cleverest an, thing I've a, ever heard, or there's the most a, There's, stupid, a, there's an I'm an not understanding sure. there. There's a real understanding there. But you got to tell us about this. Uh, this this anecdote. He's like, no, sir, it's not 2,400 years old. I'm like, why? What's, what's going on? He's like, because, sir, there's only been 2,019 years. Yeah. Oh God. my God, BC yeah. is going to blow his BC mind. BC is going to blow his, his mind. Yeah, uh, just blow just like, cranium. Oh, yeah, you know, it goes back and forth. and You know, okay. we've all had that moment, right, where you're just, you're just off on one, you've not been paying attention, or whatever. I'm like, well, you, what about BC? We'll just, and he's like, what does BC mean? Sir? What does BC mean? I'm like, it just means before Christ. And he's like, nah, that's where you and I differ, sir.
2: <laughs> I was like, what?
1: It's <laughs> like, sir, I'm an atheist. Jesus Christ, he never existed. So just to break this down. Wow. This guy's gone so far atheist. He's come out as a young earth creationist. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Brilliant.
0: Took oh, us a little while to that's, correct that's him.
1: Like- but what the important thing was, he'd obviously just gone off on one. And like, he, it would have been so easy to make that kid feel stupid, right? Particularly mentioning... And him I would have enjoyed like, every minute of it. But, but, but <laughs> like a good teacher and a good story is about... I shared lots of stuff. I shared that like Roman Road story. He was obviously embarrassed about how he got it wrong and stuff like that. But we can all do that. Oh yeah! Like one of the best things about democracy is admitting you're wrong, giving the ability, giving a way out to people. Once you've got a firm stance. We so rarely allow other people to admit they're wrong, have a U-turn. Yeah. U-turning is the best thing that a politician can do. Every time the media's like, "Oh, this politician's U-turned," I'm like, "Great, yeah, good." This yeah. politician, just go, do you know what I got it wrong, mate? Hands yeah. up. This politician thought one way, and then there were new facts, and then they changed their
0: opinion. It's like, yeah, that's um, that's what's the, meant to happen. The yeah. wind blew in a different direction. <laughs> uh, but the problem with that is when politicians... Nah, donuts
1: on the motorways, you turn <laughs> the, in so much, maybe not. But. The
0: problem with that, though, is when politicians U-turn, but they aren't U-turning because of new facts and new data. Sure, sure. They're U-turning because they've listened to what the public yeah. wants and they've got oh, the,
2: shit! C- just the wind has changed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, um, You know what's interesting about the whole democracy thing is I am not sure how sold I am on democracy.
1: I ju- I, so do you know what? You're not alone, mate. People are like I'm worried about it. So it's like who's that Hitler guy? So, is. <laughs> <laughs> so sure.
0: no, no, no. Well, well, long for a start, I have long suspected that we would all be secretly happier if we lived in a dictatorship.
1: You are one of the floppiest libertarians <laughs> I have fucking ever <laughs> met, mate. <laughs> you have u turned so hard from the start. So, like, you know what? I consider myself a libertarian. What is it, like, 10 minutes later? Do you know what? I've secretly so, thought we'd all I be th- happy. <laughs> but I have thought this for I a long I, for one, time. welcome
2: with open arms. <laughs> so, our, our new our, Whoever the dictatorial <laughs> I have, is.
0: I have. I have thought this. <laughs> I have thought this for a long time, right, is one of the things that I think leads to why people are so unhappy and there's so much unrest is because there is an illusion of choice um, in terms of... Uh, you know, leaders and policies and just about fucking everything. And it's this idea that, let's take, for example, Brexit. Um, So we had a vote and, you know, 52% of people got what they wanted and 48% of people didn't get what they wanted. Now, those 48% of people that didn't get what they wanted, they did not go, oh, well, fiddle-dee-dee, Democracy in action. What they did is they went, This is bullshit. We were sold on an incorrect thing. This is wrong. We need a recount. All these people who previously voted for it have died. This isn't the Brexit that we want. And even now, years and years and years and years later, there is still an awful lot of unrest among society around that. Decision. A lot of those points now, you, a lot of those points you made but, were valid. Sure. But there would not be any unrest if there was a dictator who went, guess what? We're leaving Europe. You got no fucking choice. Bye. Because you wouldn't have a choice in the matter. So that illusion... that's not not what's happened, is it? No. No, What actually happens, though, is like, you get a
1: dictator, and for a little time, you're like, well, I mean, at least it's sort of kind of peaceful, you know, like... We just kind of get on with it. You know, what he says goes. But then all that unrest is being bottled up into what's known as revolutions, which really consistently occur under (laughs) dictatorships. They're Mm. bloody and they're messy. It's like, instead of having, like, that horrible discussion with somebody in the pub over Brexit, which is unpleasant... It's like all those unpleasant Brexit conversations in the pub have been distilled into yeah, one moment, yeah, and then people get rifles and they shoot each other. It's so <laughs> it's so much better this way you, you, you to can, like pace you out say, that pain. You,
2: you can say it's oh, I think it would be better than the tutorial system. I don't think you you obviously, but that is said with the same confidence. Well, that's just said with the same confidence. Of like people go well, why well, would the experiments. those? I'll have them. It's the same thing. Mate, just because to, very you've never quickly, lived in,
0: you've never lived in it. Very quickly, system. very quickly. I didn't say it would be better. I what? said that people might be happier because they Ooh, remove yeah. they remove the illusion, the illusion of, of choice. choice. Ooh, so so happening. so there's an illusion of choice that's been removed. And, okay, and so that's that's completely true. And if anything, yeah, you're right. That is kind of. I mean, you never hear North Koreans complaining, do you? No, you don't. mate. You don't. You really
1: don't. They all
2: look dead happy. They do. They do. From the the
1: three pictures we're allowed to see from Pyongyang. That that phrase, democracy is an illusion of choice, is uh, straight out of the Kremlin. It really? Straight, straight out of the it's it's from the it's from the playbook of the current backlash against it. It is Really? Um, so am
2: I yeah. secretly Well George Carlin was talking about that years ago, man, he was talking about it, said like, you know, they give you a vote is the illusion of choice. You don't have a choice. They've already divided it all up. They're just giving you the illusion of choice and a show to watch for three months
0: every four years.
2: I mean it's you know, it's it's part of the yeah. same thing, isn't it?
0: I can't remember who said it, it might have been George Carlin who talked about how there's fucking four hundred flavours of ice cream and there's two political parties. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I
1: I do think that there's, there's 400 flavors of ice cream because there are two political parties. <laughs> I don't want to like defend like uh, like pre fall of the Berlin Wall, but the reason that there was such consumer choice in America of the time of Carlin was because there were two political parties rather yeah. than one. Where in the world there was one political party, there was two flavors of ice cream.
0: Yeah, well, but also as well, like if there like were the if if there were more political parties, then you'd have fucking Fred so and Jerry
2: yeah. running for office. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah,
0: it kind of works the opposite way around.
2: So yeah, Rocky is, Road to election. Isn't
1: like, <laughs> yeah. more political parties, better ice cream. People will leave this podcast being, what was you know what? on about? Do you know
0: what? If you, run a, if you run a campaign on more political parties, better ice cream, <laughs> you get more votes than what you thought. Gosh, you would. Well, you this is my pro- So this is my point. This is my problem. With, this is my problem with democracy, right? Is because, deep breath. Some people are too stupid to be allowed to
1: vote. Yes. It's the challenge, isn't it? It's the challenge. Is, is,
0: that, you're gonna, is, is that the hill you're going to die on, Alex? It's, yeah. it's a challenge. It's
1: a challenge. Oh, a typical, typical philosopher, isn't it? But. But,
0: but, but there is something to be said in it. There is something to be said that there are some people who uh, are not informed enough to make a wise political choice uh who regardless are we, who of, are we to decide, we that? To decide uh, to decide? uh well, i reckon i'll do it hear me out right <laughs> bottom five percent uh every 12 years right so
1: right well he's he starting to talk dictator now i know what that right. noise means so that's when you start joking about that, killing that off the population signal, isn't that hand it hand
0: <laughs> right here's what you do right yeah. first of all take a test Oh God. Right. Yeah. So it's like a general knowledge test. No, it's like a a political it's a pub quiz. Yeah, yeah, pub, pub, quiz. pub quiz. Secondly, now we all know, uh, as ex-teachers, uh, both yeah. you and I, that uh, there is a very famous quote. Is the quiz, um, is the quiz,
2: uh, la- is the quiz language based?
0: There's a it can be whatever base.
2: Is it language based? Uh, and also, is the knowledge within the quiz? Is it like strictly kind of? Is it very much uh, from a democracy like ours? Or could you be from Mumbai and come down and still ace the a test by being intelligent? Or would you need to know more about
0: that? I will sort of that problem out when we come to it. No, no, let's get the so, other one. So, um, I mean, to be fair, I would argue that if I went to, I mean, you mentioned Mumbai, if I went to India and took a test, I reckon I'd still be confident of not being in the bottom 5%, regardless of what was on that test.
1: It depends what the test is, even if right? It, even if it was an urgent. Oh, if the test was like fucking... <laughs> was how urgent. do you get
0: to New Delhi from here? Then I'd be sure, like, sure, Fucked sure. if I know. Step one, airport. Step two... <laughs> ask in a loud English voice and hope someone helps IQ um, kind
1: of, I, I tests it, it, there's never been a universal one exactly, exactly. It, you try you and take out you, culture anyway, from it you can't do it step anyway, one step one test Anglo-centric well, monoculturalist we all that's know true, yeah. we we'll all, put a pin in on that one Vince but, for a minute we'll get on to emerging so, everybody so now <laughs> we all
0: know we all know and again as we are you know both ex-teachers deleting a very, the thick a very, <laughs> <laughs> deleting the thick's a great idea um, so uh, we all know that there is a very that's my diet book there's a very famous there's a famous quote uh, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will spend its whole life thinking that it's stupid Yes. so the idea is that you can't base it on natural intelligence alone absolutely fine you also have to take into account uh, an assault course well it's a knockout (laughs) so I was thinking something like do you remember Total Wipeout (laughs) You could you, you could film the whole thing, you have Richard Hammond. Is booking. there a travel is there a travelator? Yeah Oh, mate, <laughs> there's massive balls that fucking sixty seven year ball. olds have to jump on. Are we gonna are we digging up Stuart
2: Hall? You are <laughs> I'm gonna execute Stuart Hall. Mate, I
0: <laughs> And and the money gets gets uh raised by this event gets put to charity. So it's for a good cause. Which charity? Uh which charity? The bottom 12%. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It, it goes towards uh, it, it goes towards producing the gruel that the bottom 5% have to live on when they get okay, shipped out to the Isle of Orkney I'm or gonna, something. I'm going to do it
2: this. Way. Okay, if you watch a TV, if you watch a soap every day, you're not allowed to vote.
0: Oh, yeah. If You, you don't get to If vote. you've ever voted for uh, uh, Love Island, you're not allowed to vote <laughs> for this. It just gets cancelled out completely. Uh, you're not sold on this, Alex, are you? I Love Love Island, yeah. I love Love
2: Island love as it. well. I love, love Island it.
0: is <laughs> Love Island is a fucking disgrace.
1: <laughs> have, have you been just, watching it this, this, this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, it's rubbish yeah, yeah, yeah. this season, isn't it? Why is this?
0: There's good drama no, in uh, I don't know about it. Hey, do you know what? I'll tell you. Like, what.
1: So like three
2: people have killed themselves
0: involved. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Like
2: yeah. one of them being the fucking main presenter. Mm. That yeah. is. That is why Love Island is shocking. Also it shouldn't it, be allowed. It's also why I did. I family. did come
1: dine with me, and I see why reality TV people question it. It is. It is pretty I, intense.
2: I, did you? Do, well, well, we oh, actually. I, like I, was in, I was. I was on. Um, I was on. Um, you were on first on dates first weren't you dates. oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah nice man.
0: so here's a fun f- well, oh, i I'm mean, in the
2: upper echelons of reality TV <laughs> I That's love Island shit
0: for I me. was down to the uh, I was Can't down vote. I was down to the last uh, 20 people oh. to be selected to do the circle for this year and I they cancelled it I thought you were going to say Love
2: Island They cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: no yeah. you didn't think I was going to do I Love thought, Island no, I was hoping that was going to so be so here's, f- here's a fun, I fun fact I would have watched I well right here's a well, fucking well I love pontoon or something here's a not big enough let me tell you is that the is that the one where they all live in the flat? Yes, but let me tell you this story. My right? that. So, uh, a comedian friend of mine, uh, Brennan Reese, uh, managed to trick me that this year he was going on Love Island, and part of the reason that I watched so much of this, season... he's been
1: thinking it's like Brennan Reese is he good looking? <laughs> he is. He is good looking.
0: He's beautiful, but he's not. He's, well. he's not Love Island good looking. Right. So when he met, so when he messaged me, wow. I don't think that. That's, oh my god! I don't <laughs>
1: think I don't think that that's a, so. So, Freddie, continue your story about your former friend Brenner Reese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that that's. I don't think that's. A, Fred Sorry. and me, you're good
0: looking. enough, so, don't so, listen. Well, he, he he messaged said he, he messaged me to tell me that he was going on Love Island, yeah. and I said my initial thing was "fuck off," you're like 38, right? He's wow. not. He's like 34, sure. but that's still fucking way too old for Love Island, that's right? Sure. And he convinced me that uh, he was. He, he was like, no, 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 they're trying something different this year, right? They're bringing two people into the villa who are not traditional Love Island uh, contestants because there's so many people who are like oh, just vibe off personality. They want to see if that's true. So they're bringing him in as a comedian, but he's a bit older. And they're also bringing in a uh, a, a larger woman, uh, like who's you know got a really uh, bubbly personality bubbly. people. That's, yeah, that's, that's the word in it <laughs> to vibe off. And I, I believed this for weeks, right? What, what I, disappointment. I believed it for weeks because he'd been pulling gigs. He was he, mm. he, he was also in Spain at the time and he was on his Instagram. He was in Spain. And so I was like, mate, when are you fucking, when are you going on? Because Love Island this year has been dog shit, but I've been carrying on watching it because I knew that he was going to get parachuted in at some point. I always be like, it's my boy. But I, oh, mate. He he just fucking sold me. He was doing an advert I reckon Twitter would
2: have told you within 30 seconds of it happening, you could have skipped (laughs) the irritation. Yeah, but
0: I want to know the backstory behind (laughs) it and all the things that play in that. But he completely fucking got me. I was totally believed. See, to me,
2: like, Brennan Reese is young. (laughs) He's always been young to me, because I'm a lot older than him. And because I remember, because back in the day, I I mean, God, this was a while. I used to go... He was. He's always been brilliant. He's always been brilliant. But when, like, when he was younger, maybe about like, when he started, maybe about ten years ago or something, he was proper. He looked like <laughs> he looked like a he looked like a young Channel Four presenter. So he used to call him T four. So I used to call him T four all the time. So in my mind, he's still T four. So when he said like he was going Love Island, I'm like, of course he's, four. he's T four. T four could go Love Island. T four
0: is too old for Love Island nowadays. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's,
2: he's, he's, he's a slip of a lad. What do you mean? What? He's a slip of a lad. I skinny, reckon 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 He could go in. I reckon he could go in, wouldn't have to say, look, this is the personality one. (laughs) This is the personality
0: (laughs) one. He wouldn't have to do that. He'd just go in. He's
2: a charming guy, man. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon Brent could do it.
0: Well, we've actually, we've, we've talked about, campaign. uh, we've talked about reality TV uh, shows on this podcast before. We've talked about episode four. We talked about whether or not reality TV shows have a duty of care to their contestants. Yes, yes, they,
2: yes, they fucking do. um, And I don't
0: think Love Island does that. we, we, I don't think Laval does that. There was this, there was this thing. That, sorry to.
2: Just, no, 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 it's, it's, it's fine. There was a thing. I was chatting to um some of comedian, well-known comedian. Um, she worked on, um, the Jeremy Kyle show. Okay, I, worked, uh, was a runner on the Jeremy Kyle show. Uh, chatting to me about. I that. feel like we had you in for the wrong episode. Well, were chatting, <laughs> we were chatting about that, and uh, <laughs> I'm always saying on the wrong day. Like we were chatting about that, and she said basically what they would do is they would just leave. Um, also, and I spoke to, like, someone kind of who left there who kind of was, like, a director of it as well. It's just, like, ethics just got to everyone. Um, basically, like, so what they would do is, like, they would leave a crate of beer, because they're not allowed to give them drink, they'd leave a crate of beer in, in the dressing room. Like just a leave, sign that just says, leave, drink just, me. Just leave, like, a table full of beer. Like, and they'd just lay that. And what they would do the night before is they'd ring each other, they'd ring them. And say, what do you think's going to happen tomorrow? Because well, I don't want to speak to Louise. She's a bit of a cow. They would ring Louise and go, uh, Jenny says you're a bit of a cow, Louise. What do you think about that? So then, but next time they meet, they're on stage, fucking bared up. Do you know what I mean? It was wrong. The oh, yeah. show well, was wicked and wrong. I mean,
0: again, you can listen to episode four if you want to hear more of uh, of this. I mean, my personal uh, belief and opinion on it is: I think, uh, I, th- I think that, um, for example, the X Factor and Jeremy Kyle is different gravy than Love Island or The Apprentice. I think Love Island or The Apprentice, you know what you're getting on. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 it don't matter how many people top themselves. I, I don't have any sympathy if you go on Love but Island. They're so young, you know what they're you're going so young,
2: they're so young. They're so young and the glamour, the glamour of it, the glamour, the actual, I mean, it was, let's say like, not let's say like you, you're 19, right? You're 19. And you are watching town and all these beautiful people it's, on television and it's sunny. Sure, and we're all having sex. That's everything you want as a well, nineteen-year-old. Of course, you want to go on. Sure, that show. but I think,
0: you're going to think again, am I? Do I mean am when I, I said ready for this? you know when I said I don't have any sympathy? I think that's a bit callous. You know what I meant is that I have far less sympathy for that than somebody who went on Jeremy Kyle and killed themselves because I think it's a different thing. Any who, um, like I'm, I say, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. trying to move
1: this on so I'm hard. trying to move it because we've done it because we, 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 we've already yeah, yeah, done it. Okay. We've been there. Episode right. four go and watch
0: it. Um, uh, my next question you uh, for, for you, uh, oh. we had uh, former a apprentice star Lewis Ellis. Okay, um, and which comedian? Uh, which comedian Ray Bradshaw? Oh, okay, anyway. Um, so, right. uh, we are going to quickly wrap this up by talking about the very famous uh, trolley problem. Do you know what the trolley problem is, Vince? No.
1: What? The shitty wheel? Ha ha ha! Got your pound stuck in it. <laughs> Philosophers for years had. and years and years. How do you get the pound out of the stuck oh, trolley?
2: What what, when what, 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 what it was pound notes? <laughs> I, don't I don't
1: know think... what they did before the pound coin. But it's how an age-old it, problem. Did, when you just get
2: your done.
0: Explain, <laughs> explain to us the trolley problem, please,
1: uh, Alex. Now, The most difficult thing about a trolley when you're teaching kids is you got to tell them forget the word trolley. Think <laughs> of the word train. Think of the word train. Uh, They really get stuck on that for some reason, partly because a trolley isn't like an old-fashioned term for a type of train. Anyway, imagine some train tracks, two train tracks going down, let's say, a hill. There's a trolley, a.k.a. a train, racing down. You are the controller. You've got this lever. You see, as this train is hurtling down the tracks, you see it's going to run into five of your co-workers, five workers on the track. Mm -hmm. You've got to make the decision, do I... Pull that and save the five people working on those tracks, but it's going to go on a different track and it's going to kill somebody else, one other person on some different tracks. Do you, Vince, pull that and kill that one to save those five?
2: Well, everybody on the train is going to be okay.
1: Yeah, it's or good. It's the that, there's no one yeah. on the train. The train's yeah. like a fucking cargo yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, fucking okay.
2: Yeah. okay, just to. Just to, just to consolidate it you know, all there. So uh, basically, so the train of the trolley is going down on the tracks. Um, uh, One way is co-workers. The other way yeah. is one person. One person. Five versus one. Five versus one. Five versus one. Um, that's, well, I mean, obviously, it leads back to the same argument we've been discussing this whole yeah. time, haven't we? But yeah, this of,
0: is utilitarianism. It's, and, it's,
1: and it's, yeah, distilled. I've got something to say about the trolley problem. Some people are always like, it's the first question you do on a philosophy course quite often. People the criticism of philosophy all the time is like oh yeah but when would this matter when would this matter this is all that ivory tower stuff do you know when it matters all the time all the time particularly of the stuff we've been talking about it is literally somebody's job right now to be programming the driverless car to make that decision yeah and that person probably hasn't had any philosophical training they're probably a master coder but all of AI is having built into it ethical codes, and at no point is anybody being like, uh, "Do you want to? Do you want to check whether you should do this?" <laughs> uh, maybe, uh, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we shouldn't just give all the power to data companies.
0: Yeah, Google's
1: Google's motto. Do you know what Google's motto is?
0: Um, helping you and paying tax.
1: No. <laughs> good do you know Vince? This is it's important this. Tough see bit. it, say it, search it. <laughs> <See> it's it, <that's... laughs> it, search it. That's like...
0: <laughs> I think it's good. It's see I think it, it, it was uh, it. stay at home, protect the NHS, save lives, is that?
2: Is... No, see it, d- say no. It. no, see it. Say it. No, it. no, this is it. all good. This is all good. No, it's see it, see it. I'm sorted.
1: (laughs) 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 Fucking sinister as fuck is what it is. Google's, you want to hear sinister? It's Google's motto is "Don't be evil." Wow. Okay. The people that have all of your data—that's everything you've ever typed into the internet, Vince everything they have it stored somewhere their motto is don't be evil if you walked into a school and its motto was don't hurt the children if you saw you you wouldn't (laughs) work at that school (laughs) school (laughs) (laughs) if you saw (laughs)
0: like uh if you were walking through a graveyard and on one person's (laughs) epitaph it said like i never fucked a baby yeah you'd be like better know yeah. what that guy Uh-oh. did yeah. but i
2: fucking know uh well, do you know what that's i mean I, I actually i think there's actually a bit of humor behind that don't be evil that makes sense because yeah i mean i won't, I won't listen i'm not i don't for a second think that every every like every single digital step i've made is in some way <laughs> some way logged somehow somewhere yeah. not that anybody fucking cares about it but i know it's stored there for information yeah. i like that it's, like it's just be like if there if the, if the, if the was the motto, a bit above the top of it, it's just like that, that thingy. Like, of want to just like, "Don't be evil." <laughs> yeah,
0: but "Don't be evil" sounds <laughs> Unless like
1: <you're> feeling lucky. <laughs> it's,
0: it, it sounds like the motto of like a company in like Bioshock or something like that, like a a dystopic fucking game. Yeah.
2: But this the thing is, if they meant it, is as if they meant it. Like, surely every every sort of every sinister ring of anything anywhere. Could be immediately just you know what I mean. Like if they really meant like don't be evil. I was like oh, don't be evil guys because we're probably not going to catch.
0: I like it. I like the idea that there's a programmer working really really hard on a new project and his boss comes over and he goes, "It's great work, Jonathan, but what about our motto?" He's like, oh, God. Go, "Well, well, yeah, I guess I guess it does go against sand." <laughs> so right, let's go back to this right trolley problem right. Yes. Train going down the track, the track splits into two. Yep. As it stands, the uh, track is going to mow over five people, but in front of you, you have a lever that you can pull. Five co workers. Uh, yeah, five co workers. You so five... select like, five comedians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but it's got, to be, peop- <laughs> so like, it's got go. to be people whose lives matter. So, um... black. <laughs> <laughs> five black comedians.
2: Oh, one Mate, that's the That's the whole circuit
0: you get on telly If they go Fucking leave it (laughs) So it's Lenny Henry That's the
2: entire Of Up the Creek's roster Lenny Henry Che Burnley (laughs) Me Dana Alexander And Oh, God Mo Gilligan, he'd be gone. And Dan Nightingale's American accent. There you go.
0: There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. There's everyone. Um, Mo Gilligan, yeah, Mo. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, just say five random people, right? Um, uh, or you can pull the lever, and it will the track will change, On the other track there's just one person. What do you do? What colour are they? Ah, <laughs> uh, red.
2: <laughs> yeah, They're they mode. Yes, yeah, it will be in a minute. No, okay, right. So. I suppose it depends. Okay, if it was five <coughs> co-workers, I don't know. Um, I guess it'd be like, well, I've got to face them. Well, what would matter, would it? Okay, well, I've got to
0: face during the inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say. Means
1: yeah, in this, you don't have to face them. That's yeah, five yeah, yeah.
0: families I've got to face.
1: No, well, it's, just, so, it's also it would,
0: five less fucking emails to contend with.
2: Okay, <laughs> okay <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. But you're talking about that like, snap decision, aren't you? It's not like you're going, hmm, do I, don't I? It's a snap decision you've got to make. Yep. And in that yeah. decision, I think you would just go with what you were closest to. You know, you go, okay, sorry, sorry, Doris. you got to go. So you go you go with one? Uh, I would save my co-workers. You'd save five? But not if they were comedians. Okay.
0: They could all fucking die. Um, so I would argue, and I've always sort of thought this with the trolley problem, is it's presented as killing five people or killing one. Okay? But I would argue... That we your didn't actual start choice didn't start this is uh, killing nobody or killing one, because those yeah, five active in it, okay. because those five people would have died anyway, regardless of whether or not you were there. So you're actually by doing nothing. You, it's always presented that by doing nothing, okay, you're, that, that you're killing sense. five people, but actually, those five people are are dying anyway. Like th- they're about to die. It's you pulling the lever actively kills that one person.
1: Alex. <laughs> this is known as the difference between acts of commission and omission. Right? Oh, so, um, I didn't the, know it was a thing. I a thing? Yeah. So it was yeah. And so um, some people would say by omitting to act, you're not actively engaged in any form of murder. And by commissioning that act and moving the your lever, you're committing murder. And so you're taking the idea that to omit is to not commit a crime. Yeah. Um, try me on this one. Uh, what's the most famous one? Probably ah uh, yeah the drowning kid example. Okay. Now you probably oh would, is
0: it shoes? Yeah yeah I've one. heard this. Go on yeah,
1: yeah and so you see you see a kid drowning in the river right? Okay. Um, I don't know why I'm laughing. He's <laughs> just already off top. It's like yeah it happens every day. Man. Brilliant. Anyway, so this kid's no, well kid's in the Mersey. We don't need to make it personal. <laughs> uh, why well, make why well, do a local reference? So supposedly. Um, uh, there's this child drowning, you see a child drowning, but you, Vince, you, Freddie, you can save this kid, but to go in there, you're going to ruin your new, not Nikes, because we spoke about that at the beginning, you're going to ruin your new trainers. Right. You go in there, and you go, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to fish him out. could fish him out, but I'm not going to ruin my 200 pound shoes. Most people would say, what, Vince, about that? That you are a moral monster not okay. to wade in and take that child out. Okay. Um, but, Another scenario, you're walking past um, somebody outside the Oxfam charity shop, shaking their collection tin. They're Uh saying, just £40 will save somebody from a monsoon, from a flood, wherever in the world it is. Uh And you go, do you know what, mate? I'm not going to do that. Now, in one case, people have said you've committed murder, and the other case, you haven't done. And it's both exploring cases of omission where you admit to act, and now Freddie was omitting to act by not pulling a lever. In one case, you're omitting not to act just by walking by not to ruin your shoes. In another case, you're omitting to act by not putting money in a thing. What is the difference between all those three? Because they feel different to each and every one of us, right? But are they really different? Well, Freddie might say no, because he seems to have this position about omission.
2: What it feels like to me is that it's kind of it's very much an of the moment thing, as, as we were saying before. Like if you're walking past a drowning child that you can see, which you worked out
1: your first response yeah. is to laugh, which is. <laughs> well, it's just because like, he was
2: getting like. He's just getting like those questions like, okay, now nah, you can, you, you, uh, you can shag Jennifer Lawrence but she's got fucking Dave Lawrence's face. You know what I mean? I it's just getting like, Who's Dave Lawrence? Mate me, Dad's. Anyway. <laughs> Second one. Definitely. I want to, I want to see your dad's right. mate. You don't. <laughs> you don't. It's been, yeah, tough work. Anyway. um uh, Just concentrate on the body.
1: But Right. So. Doggy only. It's the only answer to that. <laughs> You could hear him. Oh, well, um, and
2: you'd ruin your shoes. Anyway. Right. Okay, so this thing, okay. So you pass in, this is just kind of what I'm getting. You pass in. It's it's a child and it's drowning and it's immediately there. Obviously, fuck your shoes, you're gonna go in and you're gonna do that. Uh, you're walking past um somebody outside Oxfam and they're shaking their tent saying like 40 pounds or so. That isn't the difference. That's not a real and immediate danger that's happening in your presence at that moment. You can't affect well, that. I mean, yeah, you can put £40 in that, but that £40 isn't going... That Vince, 40, hang on. That £40 is going to a fucking charity which is going to take its fucking monstrous cut out of it, and then at some point uh, okay. it might filter so, down. So take that
0: out. Pretend, for example, that you knew that this charity was wholly ethical and gave 100% of your money to that Because Because what you're doing is you're trying to reason... With things that don't really matter, you go. Oh, well, the charity takes a cut. That's not really what we're focusing on. What I find interesting is oh. why is it? Why is it that the issue of immediacy is so important to you? Why do you have to see human distress and suffering in order to be motivated into action? I don't know. I'm just a, I'm an off the moment guy. <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
2: what to say. Man, like if look if something that's I am I am not I am not I am not. I'm that crisis guy, I guess. I always have been. I like, you know some shit's going. I'm, I I I go into a calm and I just try and fucking deal with it straight away. But and maybe yeah, I don't long term
0: plan. Maybe this is probably <laughs> this is as as well. But this is the a... so what I would do uh, if I saw the child drowning, and I can't overstate this option enough. Well, so is laughing. to take my trainers off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart man. Uh, just uh, Smart man. take them off, put them in a nice little pile, and then go. Well, look, my thing is, is with the trolley problem,
2: don't put them in a pile, but one is <laughs> the other. With <laughs> your
0: issues. <laughs> don't want to ruin them, mate. With the trolley problem, <laughs> uh, your action, if you like, to save the five yep. kills the one. Yep. Okay. And y- having uh, ruined trainers is not the same as. Having the death of a person on your hands—it's it's, it's, it's not or, the same. All five. So yeah, or five. So it's not—it's not the well, no, because I would argue that the death of the five is never on your hands because if they were going to die anyway, then why should it be on you? You're not you, because you're, well, I
2: was—I because your inaction was responsible for the death of those five people. But those
0: five people would die anyway. Yeah, I know,
1: but those
2: five people could have been saved by
1: you. Uh, the you death know death on of, Love Island when their defence—I'm <laughs> going there. You know, on Love Island, where the defense and one of the challenges <laughs> is okay. like, you know, it was a challenge, you know, and I snogged another girl. She really wanted to win. But, you know, it, But the response is always like, oh, you know, they approached me. They pulled me, like, as though they weren't the active partner. Yeah. Like, if your partner was, who is it? Dave, but with Rachel's body. Whoever your partner is, whatever, they go off. Um. And you're like, oh, you so know, I wasn't an active part. I mate. wasn't active <laughs> my in my it. My
2: partner is not Dave with me.
1: Dave Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Your partner, Dave Lawrence, Vince, as you were mentioning earlier. Well, yeah, like, if that. you if you were like, <laughs> uh, it's okay, you know, they slept with somebody else, but, you know, the other person was on top, they weren't active. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I you, what you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have any. It's like, well, he didn't do anything. He just, just lay that... there erect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be like, ah. Oh, that <laughs> lever was pulled. Even oh, if you no. weren't pulling That's always reaching. There, there we go. go. There you we go.
0: go. I just love the idea of just being led perfectly still but completely erect and going, I am not an active participant.
1: <laughs> this technically doesn't count. Um, yeah, you're just on Peter Peter Singer, the utilitarians on the phone, though all the way throughout. I was like, yep, yeah, no, omission and commission different. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I do think it's, I, I do think that the, the thing is interesting though, but I don't think that the moral obligation of saving a drowning child, even though it's ruining your shoes, is the same as uh, saving um, five to... You know, with one. Like I like I don't think it's what would you say, congruous. Um that fucking word came out somewhere in the back of my head, didn't it?
1: Um You were angry at that word. Yeah, I was. You, I were, was, you were unhappy you I was that angry word. that it's been hiding for so long. Is it long. one of those
2: words that's got two U's? Like congruous or is it just congruous? I don't
1: believe
0: it uh, C-O-N-G-R-U-O-U-S. I think it might be one of those words that congruous, is only
1: yeah. Uh, Only has the denial of it, isn't it? Like inquiries. in Congress,
0: Congress. Um, anyway, here is the Anyways. thing, right? So you know, you I save you one, you save the one. Uh, so, so you save the five and yeah, kill yeah, the one, yeah, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. What about? Let's just mix See, it up a little bit. Let's a, make it like, What about is the one? Was so it real we're, make, we're, we're making it. We're changing it a little bit. Okay. The one is the leading cancer researcher in the UK uh, in the world. And is pretty fucking close to a cure. And the other five are comedians. No, the, yeah, the other five are comics. They are fucking dead. They are <laughs> dead? They are dead. Okay, the the one is a um, uh, just a normal person, just a, an old man called Frank, who nobody really cares about. Bye, Frank. And the five are paedophiles. Oh, right, well, give me the full, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> Because you said bye, Frank, a bit quick, didn't you? And uh, then you went, "Oh shit!" Bye, Frank. Hi, guys. <laughs> <No. laughs> Hi, <High> five. <laughs> Hi, five. Oh god. Uh, no.
2: Um, okay. Well, I mean, we could do this all day. Yes, uh, yeah, and we right, are yeah, going yeah, to okay, close yeah. the doors. Yeah, sure. Um, right. Okay. The pedo's die.
0: Okay. Well, But, but Frank lives. Frank but, lives. But there's a more. Interesting... This has been picketed. Goodbye. <laughs> My name is Frank. There's been. There's been a more. There's there's. The point behind this is not necessarily, you know, like you said, we could do it all day. But the point is, <laughs> is <laughs> at what point do human lives equate to one another? Do you know what I mean?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, so is, mean... is a
0: criminal's life worth point 0.1 of a low-abiding citizen's life? Is there any point where a a, 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 a Let's see, a, a criminal who's murdered somebody in the past but has lived the last 40 years as a fantastic upstarting member of his fucking prison Baptist church or whatever. Is is he um, or she or they, um, uh, you know, in well, any you way... you can
2: only really live in... The, I guess with that, again, you can only really live in the present because that's the only time that we have, isn't it? The only time that we actually enjoy is the present. That's... So if somebody is a bad pedo now... Then maybe it's time for them. Whereas if someone, somebody did something awful, like somebody killed somebody 40 years ago and it's been pretty sound in the prison baptist church sense, so we're like, no, oh, you're yeah, okay. But why
0: should, but why should they right, matter Frank. more? Why should they matter more than somebody who has always been sound? Because, wait. what?
1: <laughs> what?
0: So, so why should their life be worth more than somebody who's always been sound? So if you have somebody who's never committed a crime... right surely you hold them in higher regard than somebody who murdered somebody when he was 20. Not at then, all.
2: No, no? I don't hold them in high regard, no. So, I, don't, I don't think so. It's, I mean, it's, as I said, it depends on the now. A uh, person, That person who's never broken a law in their
0: life could just be a real fucking prick. So here's a question for you then, and sorry, because I'm sort of steamrolling over this, but it's, it's one, one of my favourite <laughs> things. So, <laughs> there's, just like, so imagine... Th- two thick dogs arguing over a it's bone. Not- <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, can open us there, guys. So, one... When you're steamrolling over this, is it the one or the five you're steamrolling over? I can't tell. <laughs> it's the five, you know, and I feel no guilt. <laughs> uh, so,
0: imagine one person on each track. If you... Right?
1: Okay, yeah.
0: One person on each track. One person is a uh, normal, law-abiding citizen, always lived a good life, never done anything wrong. Other track Cunt. is criminal who, who murdered at 20, but ever since then has been an upstanding member of the community. How, how, old, is he? how and, old is he? And here we go. How old is he? And yeah, well I don't know, fifty. Okay. They're both fifty. Fuck it. Um as it stands, the train is gonna mow down the ex criminal unless you do unless, the lever. Unless I murder the uh, law Abiding citizen. Unless you murder the Law Abiding unless you murdered Denzel Washington in Law Abiding Citizen. <laughs> um, I'm married, I'm married. So do you do you make the, the switch either of you? Do you do you do the pull? No, Ooh.
2: no. Um, wait a second. So where, where is it? What's where, its,
0: its trajectory is to murder whom? Its trajectory is to murder uh, the ex criminal unless you pull the lever. Okay. Um.
2: Yeah, I'm staying the fuck out of that.
0: Okay, but swap them around. So now its trajectory is to either way. I'm saying either way. I'm saying out of it. The lo- So that's so that's interesting, and that to me says that you place value on the pulling of the lever.
1: My analysis of Vince there in, would be that those two people of are of increasingly equal value, right? Right. So it's less about a mission and commission there. But my analysis, we've Vince sees those people as being yeah. too difficult to choose between. It's less about see, the, lever, a, the
2: pulling of liberty. It's definitely important. I wouldn't even say it's important to me. it's if it's something I've got to do, yeah, then or not do. If it's if it's a task I've got to perform, then fine. I'll either do it or I won't. But if you're asking about the difference, the importance between,
0: as you said, it's just. Well, that's one of the things for me is that you have to assign a value to the action of pulling that lever because that, ha- having the agency to, to make the decision, is in itself worth something. Mm. And so, you you know, if people are, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but if, if there's two people who are too close to call, then the action of pulling the lever can be the separating fact and people go, well, I'll just leave it.
2: Maybe yeah yeah. So does this relate? This relates kind of currently to sort of modern behaviour then, does it? I would I would imagine say like post say post like you know post lockdown, some people yeah. believe that like you know, when they wear the mask, like they they're the one they're doing it because they believe that they're doing the right thing, and others kind of are we.
1: So you, you can relate all this back to, like, corona again, right? It's in the sense of, like, the greatest utilitarian question at the moment is the question of, like, do we vaccinate the younger population? This might be a more difficult question for you, Vince. I know you don't want to take it personally. But um, at a time when children, particularly those under 18, are very unlikely to become unwell from mm. coronavirus, it can still happen, but very unlikely, is it right to offer the vaccine to those people when people are dying right now, in the developing world, um, because of a lack of access to this medicine. Mm. And so that's that's something that, as a democracy, we could be being more active about.
0: Very true. As well, uh, people would argue, they'd say, well, there's a danger of transmission within the community, even though if it's not going to kill those people. But I guess pretty much every scientist would agree that the greater danger is having large, unvaccinated adults uh, where a variant might... Uh, you know, evolve which is immune to the vaccine, and then we'll put us all back into fucking square one.
1: It's. Yes. We'll see. And so, the question about w- the levers is if we don't vaccinate people under 17, there will be some young people who are very unwell and possibly die because of that decision. But the greater, uh, I think, obviously more moral decision is to export. But, bloody loads of vaccine but this is the right thing right away fast yeah but well, that's my Well, where, where,
2: where this I guess well, where this goes is it's, it's a reliance on the validity of the vaccine itself on its so, that, his, so his, yeah on I, work, I'm, on I'm assuming yeah um, if
1: you we've chosen not we've chosen not to debate that but we can do that uh, I've assumed uh, the yeah. surface level if you assume analysis that it's, that it's effective yeah
0: if you assume that it's it's an effective vaccine because we're not we're not talking about whether or not the we vaccine can, we can debate that I'm
1: happy to do it you know I got it in there early you know i've met the people who developed it i you know happy to be the advocate sure um,
2: but it's well again kind of um i don't know it's there are so many um variants as you say so so many so many different variants with this like i mean that's god are we gonna go on that
0: fucking debate are we gonna go because we're gonna leave it i think for another because i'm gonna
2: say because that's that's it's before it even starts it this it's, it's we're there's gonna so much.
0: we're gonna leave it for another time because I think with things like that I think people get entrenched in where they already are. Do you know what I mean? So Did you burp in, oh, then? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I, just, yeah. I, I gave it real oh. uh, gusto. Uh, so nah. it's like, like. Um, a, but Leo, yeah, my, Leo McCurn, you're a little bit. There. Well, the thing is, the, the thing is with with the debates like this. I, again, I love the trolley problem, but like you said, it's got a million and one different applications and stuff because, like you said, there's decisions like this being made. Every single day. Um, And I think that, I mean, I'm I'm kind of sketchy on utilitarianism as a whole, to be honest with you. I just think it's all, again, it's so hard to define what is the greatest good for the... The greatest number is usually very easy, but the greatest... That bit of it's easier. Yeah, yeah, but the greatest good bit is really hard about how it's going to affect people. It's like the education
2: system, leave no child behind kind of thing as well, isn't it? There is kind of that, it's kind of... There's a similarity, isn't it? Yeah. What do you mean? You know, in terms of like, leave no limited, child. Limited out. resources. As in like, basically, yeah. like, yeah. no kid. Basically, you've got to, you can't be. Like, I remember when I did the Three Peaks. I did the Three Peaks uh, years ago, once, never fucking again, with a bunch of comedians. I was in like the lowest rung. Basically, it was like me, Dave Turquoise, and Seymour. You yeah. Know, I mean, like, that was the unfit
1: gang. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah.
2: there was us, and we were like, on the bottom, we did. um, And.
1: Oh, where was it going with this? Leave no child was, behind, you might no, be yes, able yeah. yeah, but
2: it was, yeah, we, were, we got a second, one, was thank you. Scarfield Pike, we're on Scarfield Pike, and I just fucking melted down. I had a meltdown. I was fucked. It was like four o'clock in the morning. I was in bed, my bag was too heavy. I was like, I can't go. So, and I just kind of stopped, and they had to stop everybody. But what he did is he's like, okay, five minutes. Right, you have your glucose bar. He went, right, you're leading. like, I can't lead. I like, no, you're leading. We're all following you now. And I just felt so sorry for the rest of the group because I could barely fucking walk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But there is that lead. Leave no. What happened is that entire group was hampered by my unfitness completely by my the fact that I couldn't take. I could barely take a step. So we went up the rest of the mountain at my pace, which was slow as fuck. I
0: mean, technically, the utilitarian approach there would have been to put you down, <laughs> <laughs> throw me out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just just, so sort of like
0: you know, like Lenny, mice and men. And they go, Vince, go over there and, uh, and picture a, a pub or something like that. Does it have cold pints? It does have cold <laughs> pints. Then shotgun to the Bad. back of the head, leave you to the farmers to find.
2: Oh, I never knew that. I've never, I've never seen a most of them.
0: Have you not? No. I've ruined the end, <laughs> ruined it is, the end uh, of it yeah. massively. Uh, Lenny dies. Freddy Steinbeck. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, before we go, um, have you got anything that you want to plug, uh, Vince?
1: I don't think I do.
0: No, uh, no, I don't, no, I don't think so. I mean, no. Have you got anything that you would like to plug, Alex?
1: Yes, I would like to plug the comedian Alex Farrow and his current work, Philosophy Pig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> appropriately named for the Piggy podcast, Alex Farrow, P- Philosophy Pig. Why you did you it. call it Philosophy Pig? Is it because of the pig that wants to be eaten? No, no, because of um, the piggy pleasures. Because of J.S. Mill and saying... John Stuart be. Mill, John Stuart himself. Yeah, okay, yeah, what yeah. what are the piggy pleasures? Sorry, the piggy pleasures are the lower pleasures. You know, J.S. Mill says it's better to be Socrates dissatisfied than a pig satisfied.
0: I didn't know, so I'm I'm not massively familiar with uh, John Stuart Mill, but uh, that's me trying to uh, claw back some dignity by saying his first and middle name. Um, uh, you and
1: John Stuart both like that. Yeah, not
0: familiar. But, yes. John Stuart. Um, uh, so
1: one of my students once said. Uh, by mistake, J.S. MILF in my lesson instead of J.S. MILL. And I remember you do a little bit like teasing. I'm like, oh, J.S. MILF, what is he in your area? You know, yeah. and, <laughs> and you know, all the, the kids are looking a bit weird and they're laughing or whatever. A hand goes up and this kid's like, sir, he, he didn't say J.S. MILF. You heard that. I was like, oh, this has changed so fast, man. This uh, is so embarrassing uh, to hear that. Anyway, uh, so. excuse me, uh, uh, I'm just
2: going to throw uh, myself out the window. Uh, yeah. second kid was fucking with you.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know, man.
2: Kids they're are smart, oh, they're smart kids, kids, are man. kids go if evil they like did, that. You don't they even know if they did, then that is amazing. Ex- that you know, is an amazing. Thing is, I, I, I know that it is because you don't
1: expect it from. So me. it's better when
0: to it's, be Socrates unsatisfied. Unsac- better to be
1: Socrates dissatisfied than a pig satisfied. That kind mean,
0: of goes against the. you not um, the brain of a pig. Are you not happy? But well, that kind of goes not against the, the pig with angst, is it? It goes against the wisdom, if you like. That ignorance is bliss, doesn't it?
1: So it's yeah. So it's the reverse point to make better to be a wise man and have a like a full in mill's view like a full intelligent life than one
0: really to according That's to Mill.
1: very interesting what's his um, what's his justification the for justification that? for that is that higher pleasures he says like opera reading difficult things for people who can enjoy oh, my, oh, my, 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 twin, my twin what. pleasures my twin but pleasures. he but he says those people who can he, i think he's incorrect on this but there's an yeah. aspect of truth in it those people who can enjoy more difficult pleasures choose to so it's those people who can avo- or, afford like hope cuisine they tend not to go I, for mcdonald's right? i would i would it's argue it's one of those things that if you have the ability to enjoy the more complex pleasures he says the proof is that they're better is because people who can do both choose the higher Oh line. man. Yeah, um, the show's um, all about how yeah. that's incorrect. There we go. Yeah,
0: yes, <laughs> um, I'm I'm on that that's incorrect as well. I don't like I don't like anything to do with that. If nothing
1: else, J.S. Miller's forgetting that pigs can orgasm for 30 minutes. Really? Whoa. Yeah, damn. That's one satisfied pig. <laughs> Fucking. <it>. That's <laughs> why they make that noise. <laughs> yeah. Was that, that like time, your, man. when I was pull thinking, my dick that, out. That, Sorry. It's uh, a boy pig, isn't it?
2: It's
1: a boy, you boy pig. What? I believe it is the male pig that can okay. orgasm if for 30 minutes. Do you think he wants um, to say what's orgasm? Uh, I've not checked.
2: Because look at that, I it's probably like most of that 30 minutes is just fucking going through that curly fucking thing there, isn't it? It's long, like, isn't well,
1: it? Long, curly, good. No, you know, it's curly. Man, yeah, it's curly. You
2: know,
0: going back to what he said, we will finish this podcast. You, it's you not know, my <laughs> first pig orgy. You know, going back to what he said about no, yeah. how... Um, uh, you know those the reason that people indulge in higher pleasures is because they feel inherently better than these lower pleasures isn't
1: that, that's uh, that's not quite what he said but close to it yeah that they they choose the more difficult pleasure when they have the easier pleasure I mean, offered to them surely that's
0: bollocks because part of the reason that i think that people quote unquote indulge in higher pleasures is because of the snobbery around it People, the reason that people go to a nice restaurant is not necessarily just to eat nicer food. It's to be seen and to be active in going, going to a
1: nicer restaurant. Well, you know, it's three comedians around a table. We've all been, we've all heard the argument, like, oh, that's, you know, that comedian's, they're all right, but their stuff's a bit easy. It's a bit hackneyed. Yeah, for it's a bit right? ha- Like, for comedians around a table, and then maybe this is where I'll convince you that J.S. Mill isn't completely wrong. You'll always hear the argument, and I bet you've given the argument at least once. It's like yeah but like this stuff's a bit smarter or this stuff's a little bit more complicated or like this stuff's a bit newer and therefore we think it's like a higher pleasure it's better to laugh at insert your favorite comedian who's a comedian's comedian here than this other one and I hear it again and again and again we all think that we're like democrats who like you know all pleasures are equal we're not snobs but there's a form of snobbery oh, yeah. in all of us, and as comedians, we're that's all our one. Snob- I'm not going to snob- name any names, but we are like you know snobs about some people. Oh, that Peter. is that is. I will
0: name names. I'm uh, <laughs> That is a that is a fair point. To be honest with you,
1: right? We're going to leave it there. Philosophy Pig,
0: check it out. Uh, don't check anything out of Vince's. He's not got anything. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't, That sounds shit. That sounds shit. Uh, and if you have enjoyed it, uh, we have a Patreon. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Pigoted. Uh, you can sign up from just three pounds a month and. For that you get early access to episodes you get an extra episode called pigoted extra you get access to discord servers to telegrams you get merchandise uh, discounts and all sorts of amazing shit um so yeah if you have enjoyed this then make sure you're subscribing on whatever platform you are listening to and uh follow us on patreon to keep supporting the podcast but other than that we'll see you next week thank you very much bye this episode of Pigoted is sponsored by Taylor's Toys. Taylor's Toys are a sex toy company. They specialize in doing high-quality sex toys that won't fall apart after one or two uses. Head over to taylorstoys.co.uk, check out the amazing range that they've got on offer, and if you use the discount code Piggoted at checkout, you get yourself 10% off on all products. Taylor's Toys, spice things up in the bedroom. Thank me later.